Hi, everyone. This is Marcia Patterson. You're on the D-Hour Network for your help with Marcia Patterson. I just want to welcome everybody on board tonight with me. Today is October the 7th, 2018. Can you believe it? We're in the month of October and it still feels like it's summer outside. I am happy to be with you tonight. I'm happy who we have on board with us. As a guest, I have Miss Linda Walton. Um, bring her on. Linda, are you there? Hi. Yes, I am. Hi. Hey, how you Hi. doing, Linda? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm so happy to have you on board. You know I'm excited. I've been excited ever since you and I connected and had that little small, brief conversation. But it was sister-like, yes. sister energy that we just connected. I just thank you for being on the show tonight. Um, Thank you for having me. Am I I pronouncing your last name correct? It's Walton, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Linda, um, I'm having you on board because a couple months back, I I had Nina on, and she's a midwife. We talked about what the benefit is of being a midwife, and I want my listening audience to know yesterday's kitchen for today is to bring – information and knowledge to everyday people, we, especially the next generation. Our young people have no clue about herbs, taking care of their body, making homemade bread, making healthy meals. And I want yesterday's kitchen for today to be that place where young people, as well as the older ones like myself, want to be reminded of how we can go back to let food be our medicine and how we can take care of our bodies. And I think mm-hmm. what's really important is giving birth in the next generation. And that means before the baby's here, what women's bodies can do. So I got a chance mm-hmm. to meet Linda at a breastfeeding cafe. What's it called? The Breastfeeding Cafe? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, and I had never heard of a breastfeeding cafe. But at the breastfeeding cafe, these women are coming together, learning about the knowledge of breastfeeding. Now, do you actually guys be in a cafe setting, breastfeeding your babies together? Yes, yes. Actually, um, <laughs> with Rose, yeah, we go out into the community and we teach what we've learned and we support and we also empower uh, moms to breastfeed. Yeah. Well, yes. give our listening audience a background of who you are, Linda. What puts you okay. on this journey and why you're here there? Why are you at this journey well, right now? And what's your title? What What do you do? Um, yep. Yes, 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 yes. I'm actually an occupational therapist um, by education. Um, I have my bachelor's in human development family studies from the University of Alabama, my minor in social work. Um, I grew up with my grandparents. Um, my mom was a young mom, so um, I've always had that support and that bond with my grandparents, of, of course, along with my mom raising me. So um, I've always been connected uh, with family, uh, children. Um, I have a, a sister, a younger sister, but I also had a lot of cousins growing up. So I was the oldest granddaughter. So I, I've always been like a nurturer, caregiver type of person. So, you know, throughout schooling, um, my favorite place on campus was the infant lab. It was the place where the moms and the babies were, the professors, all of us students at the University of Alabama. And that was just like the place I felt more at home, more comfortable. 
Um, I went on and got my degree. Um, I worked in a family business. My mom owned a, a restaurant in my hometown back in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I went on to work for the, fed, the feds, the federal government, for about 10 years. But I've always had that place um, for, for moms, uh, babies, the elderly. And so I got my degree in social um, and uh, I'm sorry, in occupational therapy, and I also have a CNA because I do uh, geriatric work with a, a senior. So I've just always wanted to give back to my community. I've always wanted to empower. I've always wanted to advocate. So that's that's my background. Um, I connected with a group here in Atlanta called Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies Coalition of Georgia. Um, they provide uh, prenatal and preventive health care for moms, children, um, and families, direct and through advocacy and community education. So I received a scholarship to attend a donor training, which is a doula training that was offered here in Georgia, in DONA International um, Certifying Body for, for, for doulas. So upon receiving my um, my donor training, um, I just really wanted to get out in, in, in Georgia because Georgia has a very high um, maternal mortality rate and a very high infant mortality rate. And one of really? the um, – yes, yes. Georgia, as a matter of fact, I've been told that Georgia has the um, highest maternal mortality rate in the nation as of a few months ago. So, you know, Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies Coalition, they really advocate us getting out and really um, educating moms and really supporting moms as doulas and healthcare educators here in Georgia. So it's just been like for me, it's just been everything to, to get out and spread the knowledge of what we do and support moms and dads and families here in Georgia. So that's a little bit about myself. Now, you just surprised me with that that saying that Georgia is the highest rate in fertility, I mean, for, for babies here in mortality. We are for babies in the United States, period. Well, well, actually, it's um, the uh, maternal mortality rate in Georgia is the highest mm-hmm. in the nation. And the infant mortality rate, I think, is maybe like the third highest in the nation. So, so um, what is that population more African American, or is it just across the board? Uh, well, it's higher across the board, but of course, for African American moms, I think it's like four times as high here in Georgia than for Caucasian moms. What is the big factor for this? Um, well, that's what Healthy Mothers Healthy uh, Coalition, um, you know, they're you know just looking at maybe some of the um, social, maybe some of the you know the care that moms are getting in the hospitals. Maybe you know, like I said, as a doula, what we do is we educate moms. We give them like options. We 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 talk to them. We really really. Um, make them comfortable with even giving birth. But here in Georgia, the mortality rate actually goes up after they have their baby. Like that first 45 days after birth, um, it's mm-hmm. like the, the the range here in Georgia where, where we lose more moms. You know, it's high 
um, in certain states throughout the nation, but here in Georgia, that's the um, critical time that moms, um, you know, lose their life. So we're we're trying to figure out if it's you know um, you know lack of knowledge, um, maybe they're having um, health conditions and they don't know to call their provider if they have you know, a fever or hemorrhaging or things like that. So we're really, really getting out here and trying to reach reach moms here in Georgia. Wow. Now, Abdullah, mm-hmm. you know, explain to people what that is, um, what the responsibility of a doula and how long of a training does it take for one to be a doula? Okay, well, uh, just to sum it up, you know, in a in a nutshell, a doula we provide physical, educational, um, we supi- provide support to women and their partners before, during, and shortly after their birth. And so, you know, a birth doula, that's what we do. Um, like I said, um, there are postpartum doulas, there are doulas that are, you know, with moms, um, after they leave the hospital and they go home and they provide uh, support for doulas, but my role is a birth doula, and it's you know it's just like um, kind of like in the older days when uh, women had like a, a supportive, uh, maybe even like a sister or a friend. You know, uh, when women had babies, they had support. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, in our society now, you know. There may be situations where moms may not have a support system or, you know, in our medical model of care, it's a little more hands-off in terms of having that that advocate or that facilitator for a mother. Um, the nurses, mm-hmm. you know, we have great nurses out here. However, they're caring for, you know, other clients, on, other patients on the floor, um, you know, the time constraints um, in a hospital setting. Um, however, doulas, we work in, we do home births also, but we're, we're there for um, the mom and the, and the partner as, a, as the voice, as the facilitator, as now, the person. Yes. Do a doula work with the hospitals? Um, like, can the hospital assign a doula to you, or how do one go about finding one? <laughs> Well, it's, it varies. Um, there are doulas like myself. I have my own business. There are doulas that are on registries um, that work with certain hospitals. Um, there are midwives who have their own doulas on staff. There are even some doctors who have doulas on staff. So it's, you know, it varies. Uh, a lot of times you can go online or you can inquire with your health care provider about um, having a doula. I know a lot of midwives work hand-in-hand with doulas. So, um, you know, it's it, it, nine times out of ten, if you have a midwife, you know, she's, she's real, he or she, well, she will actually be your advocate for, um, you know, connecting you with a doula. So it's, the information is out there, but a lot of times, like I said, with some of the time constraints and things that go on in a healthcare setting, um, sometimes moms just don't know. And I guess I can see the benefit of it because if these young women, now I'm wondering the ages of these young moms who are dying after giving birth, mm-hmm. 
Is mm-hmm. is it because they're not recognizing some of the danger signs or warning signs that their body's giving them while they're pregnant? And a doula can be able to, to be that flag, or because a lot of young people not sometimes, and they, depending on the young person if they're young, they hide near pregnancy or don't want to yeah. come on the note. Sometimes it goes on for months, and people don't even yeah, know but, they're pregnant. They're missing out. Yes, there are many factors, and even you know some first-time moms. You know, in America, the birth, you know, first-time moms. Some moms are in their forties when they give birth the yeah. first time. So, you know, right. you're 24 years old, which is a, is considered the optimal age to give birth versus being 40. Really? 44, yes, yes, yes. Physiology, yes, your physiology, phys, oh, I can't get it out, I'm sorry. Your physiology um, says that 24 is the prime age for a female to give birth. Um, now, <laughs> when you take a mom who's 44, you know, that's that's a 20-year difference. And so sometimes even, you know, with your health, you know, as you age, you have to be even more cautious about your health also. There are many factors. That's why um, a doula or, you know, your health care provider working closely with moms um, to really, really make sure that women are getting what they need um, is so important. Um, during, you know, pregnancy oh. and, and labor and delivery nowadays is, is very important. It's cr- it's crucial. Wow. Now, I know you said 24 being the prime age. Okay, my first baby was at 24. I was 24 years old when I had my first child. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, wow. That, that is really, yeah, so that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of funny. But um, mm-hmm. my thing is I wish I had known about this when I was younger because um, – right see so many things that um, having gone through um, the first two pregnancies, I mean, my three pregnancy, I had no problem. But the last two, they kept inducing um, the pregnancy wanted to, with the drop because the baby wasn't coming when they thought it should come. And I would have right. never, now that I've gotten older and now that I reflect on that, I would have never had that done. You know, I would have just let the child decide when they're ready to get here and get here. So, and I think, exactly. you know, if you get older and reflect on these things, now you understand why uh important to go back. And that's what yesterday's teaching for today. We're going back to look at some of the natural ways, mm-hmm. the healthy ways that our grandparents grew up. And they didn't have running to the hospital all the time and um, and spending wow. money every time you turn around to go to the doctor. And I know prenatal care is very, very important now because of the environment we live in, the food we take in, and and the stress that so many people are under. And these yes. women are working way past, you know, um, all the way to um, it's almost time to give delivery. And a lot right. of these young women can't hold their baby. And, you know, that's another thing that gets me. Mm-hmm. How many young mm-hmm. have had their syrup, their stuff sewed up, their uterus sewed up to hold the baby up there? And I'm right. thinking, mm-hmm. never remember hearing nothing like that. And even when the girls getting exactly. pregnant in high school, they can go have those babies and go right back to school, you know. But it's not right. happening no more. So mm-hmm. I, I just it's a want to know. It's a, yes, it's a different mindset. It's a different society, you know. Actually, with the you know with overall health, with everyone here in our country. So, you know, with that being said, it's really affecting um, moms and their birth outcomes. 
So having a doula or, you know, having that person be there and, you know, understand what your body's going through, your emotions, and all of those things is so, so very important for moms. Every mom, the World Health Organization states that every mom should have a doula. You can go on their website and look up the information. It's there, every mom. So, you know, the fact that so many moms are out here and they do not know about, um, you know, having a doula, having a person there for them, um, even, you know, I get some moms, they say, well, I have my mom or I have my friend, um, which is awesome. Um, support is wonderful. However, your loved one has a different um, emotional tie and a different capacity um, when you're in labor and when you're, you know, they don't want to see you go through pain or they don't want to, you know, a lot of, a lot of times, you know, they may freeze up. They may need a doula there to help support them or to <laughs> coach them, you know. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's prime, it's optimal that moms have a doula. Now, how long have you been doing, how long have you been a doula? Well, I have, hey, I got my um, certification back in July. I've been in healthcare okay. over 20 years, though. I've been in healthcare for a long time. So I do, you know, have that background of, you know, working in a hospital, working in different healthcare settings, knowing um, anatomy and physiology and all of those things. Um, however, I have never worked with moms and babies uh, <laughs> the way I have now in a professional setting. But I've always, mm-hmm. like I said, um, you know, majoring in hum- human development, I've always studied in college and I've always had, you know, family members and friends who, you know, are moms. So, you know, but never in a professional setting uh, to, to do it. But it's always been my calling. It's always been something in the back of my mind that I, I you know, I'm like, I know I can do it. It's just so mean. And I just, I would be so excited, you know, and I, I really, really love it. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I know I'm not sounding as excited in my voice as I usually am. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. I, I, got it. I, I am. I'm a very I'm a very passionate person anyway, so, you know, this is, you know, what I feel like I was born to do, you know, it's, it's, I really, really love it, and I really would wish I could just touch every mom, every time I see a pregnant woman, I'm just like, oh, I just really want to be her doula, but, you know, like with anything else, certain doulas, you know, work with certain moms, so, you know, building that rapport and getting to meet the mom and, you know, the partner is so important. Um, because every doula may not be a fit for every couple. However, there is a doula out there that's um, your fit. So. Yeah. And so when yeah. my understanding of a doula, a doula is a caregiver and support for the mother and the family. Right. We're doing this mm-hmm. work pregnancy. Right. We, um, like I said, um, we just assist the mom with preparing her birth plan, uh, we communicate with her throughout labor, her partner. We communicate with her health care providers, you know, providing emotional support, comfort measures. Um, we sit down and we, we really, you know, I do. I try to connect and, and, and build that rapport and get to know what's important um, for the mom. It's always what she wants. You know, I'm there to be her facilitator. I'm not there to judge her. I'm not there to 
uh, place my personal opinions or experiences on her. It is what she wants, and that's how we work it. And when we go into the, um, you know, when she goes in to have her baby, you know, we have that birth plan in hand, and the health care providers or the nurse gets their birth plan, and they know exactly what this mom expects and what she wants for her um, labor and her delivery. That is great. That is great mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. a lot of times as a, as a new mom, you don't know what to expect. You're fearful. You're scared. You're right. And you know, right. a lot of times uh, it, it can be great to have that interpreter for the doctors mm-hmm. because sometimes doctors give you information that seems overwhelming mm-hmm. or you can right. misconstrue it take it as fear right. or something that you should take serious, you're not taking serious. So right. um, and you're in labor. Great. You're in labor so you're in pain. You know, you're you're getting ready to have your baby. So, you know, right. a lot of times, you know, some you know, a procedure that you you did you don't want <laughs> may be done to you if you you know, you haven't prepared. You know, that's that's why I think there's that um that point where, like I said, having your doula, having your birth plan, it is so important because you know you, if you know you want to have your baby natural, um, when a nurse comes into the room and she's talking about Pitocin or other paint or epidurals and things like that, if if you haven't done that birth plan and you don't have that doula or you don't, or you don't speak up for yourself, you know, I, I teach my mom, use your voice, it's your voice. So if you don't have that uh, motivator, that doula there to to advocate that for you. A lot of times you may, you know, end up having some medication you, you didn't want or you may end up, you know, having a procedure done that you just didn't want. So it, it can happen, you know. So and, 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 yeah, go ahead. And it can calm the fears down because a lot of times, like you said, if you, you're there in that hospital and they mm-hmm. telling you, oh, I think we need to do this, and this may be the problem with the baby, or you know, and and then my you mind. think, oh my God, my baby's gonna do something sick, and then you you're freaking out, you're scared, you don't know what to do, and mm-hmm. and you know, and a lot of times your family's looking at you, and they're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know what they're talking about, because you know the doctor right. said, you know the doctor right. said, so, mm-hmm. but um, exactly. we're gonna take a break here. We're going to take a break Mm -hmm. because you're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marsha Thaddison for your health, and we'll be right back. Thanks, Linda. We'll be right back, okay? Thank you. Uh Uh-huh.
I just want to thank you guys for being with us tonight. This is Marcia Patterson for your help. Tonight, I'm privileged to have Ms. Linda Holton on, and she's a doula. And she's explaining what a doula is and how important that support system is to have for the mother who's having a baby. I think we in our community, we just kind of take for granted our children are having babies, and they're they're a gift from God. I know they're a gift from God. They're beautiful, and I know we have to do a better job in supporting the moms, our children in our community. So tonight I have Linda, uh, Linda on, and she's talking about the doula because I truly believe that doula is is that woman that circles that that mom, make sure she's mm-hmm. safe and she's providing a safe, healthy baby into this world. But Linda, you have a friend here. Her name is Alexis, Alexis Kathy Brim. Yes. Is that her name? Yeah. Now, let me bring uh, Alexis on because I want, you know, my thing here with yesterday's kitchen for today, I want to bring people here with their experience, what their knowledge is, because it's that testimony to say, I've done this, I've tried, because everything that I bring on this show from the salt, anything I'm educating you about, I'm trying it. I'm bringing you with people who have the knowledge and the skills, and that's what we want to do, and that's how we educate yeah. each other. Miss Alexis, how you doing? Are you on? Can she hear me? Yes, I'm here. Hey, thank you for being on hey. the show. Now, I'm good, good. I know you have experienced a doula with your pregnancy. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. All right. Okay, from a mom perspective, and it, now um, just tell us from your perspective, being a, was this your first time uh, using a doula with your first child or a second child? Give us your experience with a doula, and we want people to know how important what you guys, what uh, Linda is doing and what service it had for you. Kind of share with us on that, please. So this is my first time having a doula, and um, I must say it has been a great experience um, working with Linda. Um, from the jump, I met her at Marsha's practice where I was going to get treated for um, my pregnancy. And uh, from there, we had our first meeting, and from then I could see that her energy was very positive very loving, very open. So we connected um, from the jump. And throughout the whole experience of the she's been a very supportive person um, for me and my husband. And um, especially throughout the birthing um, period, she was there from the beginning, and I must say it is very important to have a doula because that support is very, very, very well needed. Now, I'm going to ask you, Lexi, was this your very first pregnancy, correct? Oh, I had one prior. Okay, so you had one prior. So you didn't have a doula for your first pregnancy, is that right? No. Okay. Now, so when you had the doula for your second pregnancy, 
what was the difference of the support unit from her as opposed from your family? You said what is the difference from having a doula opposed from having your family? Yes, ma'am. Yes. It's pretty much similar. The only thing else, the only difference is that while my family could have taken a break or they could have went somewhere or they probably were just a little bit too um, overwhelmed with what was going on at the time, um, Dula, Delinda, she actually stepped in, you know, like it was just me and my husband. And when my husband was too tired or overwhelmed to make any decisions or what's not, or was um, scared or anything in that kind of nature, Linda was very supportive and she stepped in and she spoke to the nurses on our behalf and she kind of told the nurses what I wanted and what I didn't want it from the birth plan that we set and we constructed. Bye. Okay. Now, I hear a man in the background. Is your husband sitting beside you? Is he there too? Yeah, he is. Okay, let me hear a man's perspective of having a doula around when his wife is pregnant. Okay. His if name is Mark. Mark. Okay, yeah. Mark. Thank you. Hello. Okay, Mark. Hi, Mark. Welcome to the show. Mark. Tell me your experience uh, having a doula there with your wife. Now, tell me what you think. Um. Well, I can speak for everybody else, but with us, Linda was um very. She was head full. Um, probably not everybody will have a great experience like us, but Linda was more like a, she came in as like a family member than a doula. Okay, okay. And then, like, mm-hmm. all, 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 like, whatever my wife said, her aura and everything, it was more, like, it was more that we forgot that she was a doula and more, more thinking that she was family, how she was. Mm-hmm. How she was operating with us, dealing with us. Wow. So, Alexa, did you have, uh, you didn't have, uh, did you have epidermal? Did you have any of that? Everything was all natural, correct, with your birth? Yes, because my initial um, idea was to have a water birth. I wanted to have a water birth. That's why I chose the midwife. So oh, okay. I labored without any pain medication um, just because you cannot be drugged up when it's time to go in the water. So I did everything all natural. Okay. Wow. And so Mark, so that helped Mark a little bit because you're in, you're in pain and she's talking with him. Cause Mark said she, he made, she made them feel just like you were family. She was the family right there. And she was encouraging you. Now, were you at a hospital or at home when you had your child? I was at the hospital. Okay, so you were in a hospital setting, and you had your mm-hmm. doula there. Your husband was there. So you had a great support system. Now, Linda, do you notice yes. a difference with babies when they're coming out, the calmness, the easiness of the child? Um, what do you notice when people have their babies? And they're using a doula and midwife. The temperament of the child, or the energy, or what? Do is, do you see oh, anything? Yes. Um, um. First of all, I am so like full. 
you know, when they said that I was like family, that that really means a lot to me because, um, uh-huh. I, ooh. but anyways, I'm trying not to cry because I'm a big cry baby, but I'm I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> that was really really sweet. But um, yes, yeah. I I saw her baby. When I tell you, it was so beautiful. He came out practically smiling. <laughs> you know, Aww. his mom had had any type of um. You know, narcotics. Um, she had a very peaceful uh, delivery. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything else. Her husband and I, we were both tearing up. Her sister was there, um, and it was just, it was, it was magical. I can't, I can't even put into words what it was like. And you know, she didn't have an epidural. She was, you know, she was in a comfortable. She was in the position that was most comfortable for her. Um, it was, like I said, um, she didn't need an episiotomy, you know, that's when they, you know, cut a mom to, you know, make room for the baby's head to come out. We took our time, um, the breathing, the, the focusing, the, the channeling of the energy, everything went really, really well. And I and, really um, do believe. Can I say something? Oh, go, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Yeah, please. Yes. Um, and a doula can help you with, with techniques that you wouldn't know at, at the same time. Like Linda, teach me a couple of techniques like rub the back, put some pressure on it to ease off. Up. So throughout yeah. the contractions, Linda, show us a couple of techniques to make the pregnancy more better. So having a doula is, is, is very, it's very important to you and the woman that's having a child. Right. Aduna is like your family. She basically is just a, next, a person that's like your family. It's just called a doula. But I can't speak for everybody else that think they might have a great Abdullah experience. Everybody's different. Wow. But I'm have, we, have, we have a very wonderful um, bond with Linda. She's, she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommend her to anybody else. She will be the number one supporter. She will be there and call speed dials. And this was my first time having a doula. I didn't know what a doula was. <laughs> so I, I was surprised. Was, yeah. yeah, words. So, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a very wonderful experience. <clears throat> so, but I recommend Linda herself for anybody that wants to have a a doula. Because Linda is a wonderful person. She's fantastic. The energy is is, is off the charts. She will be like a sister, brother, mom, anybody you want to be in your family. She's that. Wow. 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 That is great. And, you know, um, Linda, I, too, am a crybaby. I don't know what it is. When you see a baby being born, I cannot help it. I cry. Yeah. I get so mm-hmm. emotional. And someone mm-hmm. just recently had a post out there on the internet where a woman was given had gave natural birth, and mm-hmm. the little black baby with a lot of hair on his head, and they put mm-hmm. the baby up to the mom's mouth, and the interaction, I just cried. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. he was yeah. just grabbing at her, and she's talking to him. And he, mm-hmm. this baby eyes are open and just looking and grasping at her. And I'm like, oh, M G, this is just beautiful. 
And I just want people to appreciate life and the gift that God has given us through these babies and that Mm -hmm. we as parents and grandparents need to step up our responsibility and our love and our energy Mm -hmm. to take care of these special lives that he's brought into the world. I I was looking at this uh, Claus M. H. Tennell is a research they done back in um, 1993 about a doula. And they said, mm-hmm. Mother and the Mother, how a doula can help you have shorter and easier and healthier birth. That's what right. doulas can be able to do. And it was also mm-hmm. saying studies over 5,000 women involving and comparing the outcome with and without a doula doing um, pregnancy, I mean, doing a delivery. 50% mm-hmm. drop in Centurion session with women that have the doula. It's a 50% drop. 25% yeah. uh, reduction of the length of labor. Mm-hmm. 40% less need for this oxygen, oxygen, whatever they call that. Um, and then it's 30% of the drop in need of pain medication. 40% less or forceps for the baby's head to come out. And mm-hmm. 60% Fewer epidural, fifty percent fewer epidural, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So that support of telling you because fear, you know, when I was in uh, delivery room with my daughter for my uh, my my middle child for my grandson, my first grandson. Mm-hmm. Every time that child got a pain, she was crying for some pain medication, and I'm saying. She wasn't listening to me. And then what I noticed yeah. was the more pain medication she was getting, the baby heartbeat was taking a like it was taking a dive or doing up and okay. down or going some kind of mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy things. And then the next thing they would say, well, the baby heartbeat is going up and down, so we need to do a cesarean. I said it's going up and down because of the drug y'all pumping into the mama. Exactly. Like, oh, mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. like, we need someone, and and, and a lot of times. I think a doula would have worked because when you hear your mama say something over and over again or another family member right. saying it, it's, it's falling on deaf ears. So here's another voice right. with reason that's not emotionally mm-hmm. attached to me, that's giving me right. some advice that I can take time to listen to. Exactly. So, and like I said, you know, as, as a mom, as a grandmother, you're very invested in, in, in the birth. So with that being said, you know, your energy is also, you know, in the room. And if you're Hello. if you're there saying stop or you know, you're you know, your 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 child wants to have their baby a certain way, but you as mom, you're like, you know, I know she can push the baby out without uh any type of uh pain meds or epidural or whatever. But you know, it's yes. kind of a you know, it's kind of a thin line, you know, so having that doula as a buffer even, you know, just the person to say, hey, you know, it, it you know, we, we're going to keep it calm. It, it's, we're going to keep this atmosphere. You know, I had um, Alexis's room, you know, really nice. The atmosphere fragrances she wanted to smell, you know, it, it, it really, wow. really makes a difference. It, it makes, it makes the experience more calming, you know, and, 
when I met Alexis, one of the first things she told me was she had a really low, she she didn't like pain. You know, she had a really low tolerance for pain. So, you know, mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, I really, really um, <laughs> need to keep her calm and keep her focused. So with that mm-hmm. being said, Alexis was a champion. I mean, she, you could never tell that she was a low tolerance for pain person. Because, you know, we really, really uh, built that bond and that connection. And I was I already had my game plan for her when I got there. So, you know, it really went went well. So when you're there helping the mom set the mood, so you have essential oils and stuff that you're uh, rubbing on her, or is it in the air? Um, what exactly well, are you doing? Well, now that's a part of the birth plan. When I sit down and I talk with her and her husband, you know, we really talked about the things she likes. You know, um, some moms like certain fragrances. Some moms want music. Someone, some moms want a dim, dim lit room. So um, I already had in my bag all the things I knew that Alexis liked. <laughs> so even down to a playlist, she requested a certain uh, artist to be played when she had her baby. Now, we didn't get down to the playlist. I think I played it a little bit when she was kind of in the earlier stages of labor, but when she had him, we didn't have that particular artist on. But, you know, it's all in what um, the mom wants. So um, she she wanted the water birth. However, you know, that it didn't happen with the water birth, but she still had a really, really great experience, she and her husband. And her sister was there also. So um, that was her sister did a great job too. So you know I kind of coached her a little bit also, but she she was awesome. So you know I, I think uh, maybe a day or two or maybe a week after I talked to Alexis, she was like, oh wow, it was really nice. It was really easy. You know she may be ready for another baby. You know it was it was just that easy. Um, you know looking back on it, I said, wow, if I would have known about a doula when I had my daughter. I would have had one too, you know. So, and I and I always thought I had a a pretty easy delivery. But I did have an epidural. But I I feel like I had a I felt like I had an easy delivery. But looking back on it now, like you said earlier, hindsight of twenty twenty, you know, there were some things that could have been done differently. Yeah, had I been educated on it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now you said the different plans. So some of the plans, some of the plans based on the mom. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the essential oils or uh, a water birth. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this right. has been consulted with the doctor before, so they know the plans too. The, the physician knows when they're not walking in the room, they're like, what's that I'm smelling? You know, are they, um, so the doctors are tied in with the doulas uh, honoring well, the mother's uh, list or no? Well, with now with Alexis Mars experience, they have a midwife, uh, Marsha Ford, um, at OBGYN Associates in East Point is their midwife. So she uh, advocates having doulas. Um, actually, her practice, uh, they have a collective there of, of doulas. So, you know, if, if someone wants a doula, they have a, a list, you know, of doulas that will be there for um, a mom upon her request um, at her practice. So, with with Marsha Ford, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand, you know, doula, midwife, you know, uh, she she's fully on board. Even at the hospital where 
Alexis gave birth. Um, it's a baby-friendly hospital, so with that being said, there are certain uh, criteria in place, and, you know, they're very open to, you know, doulas and midwives and, you know, even the uh, OB doctors there. So, you know, that experience was was like I said, it was a opt- it was just like a, a great experience. Um, I've heard stories of sometimes there may have been a little tension or conflict between an OB doctor and a doula, but me personally, I haven't experienced that. Um, but you know, like I said, once you get to know your your client and 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 then you know, of course, meet the OB doctor or the midwife, or if they're going to do it at home. It's just so many different scenarios. But really, we're all you know there to care for the mom and baby, and you know, hope that everything goes well and there's a ha- happy, healthy baby and happy, healthy mom, and everybody goes home, you know, safe and happy. Um, but of, of course, we could be there for a mom if she's having a, a cesarean section. So it, there, there are lots of scenarios. But at the end of the day, a doula is there, the advocate, the voice, the facilitator for the mom. Now I have a question for Alexa. Alexa, how long was your uh, delivery for your baby? How long was my delivery? Yes. Um. I think he came in about five minutes after I started to push. Or last <laughs> Wait, five minutes or Wait, back it up. Back it up. I, I'm yeah. for a second. Wait a minute. What did you just say to me? What did you just say? Five minutes? You said the delivery, right? Yes. I mean, how many, I mean, labor. How long are you in labor? For an hour. Well, okay, one hour. An active labor for an hour, yeah. They broke my water bag at, like, um, after 10, and I had him, no, after 10 minutes to 11, and I had him yeah. at 12.15, okay. so I was in labor about an hour. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You go, girl. So, yeah, and Linda was pushing on one side, and my side, and my sister was holding my hand, so <laughs> it was just amazing. Now, when you say Linda is pushing, you, Linda, are you pushing in the back of her um, to help the baby to, to kind of go? What are you doing when she said Linda is pushing? I was on my knees. Oh. I was had a, yeah, she had a really heavy uh, back labor. Like, she had a lot of pains in her back because her baby was, his face was facing, what was the back of his head was facing your. Sunny side up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, he was sunny side up. So, you know, she was laboring a lot in her back. So we were just doing uh, techniques to help her with the uh, back labor. But he went, before he came out, though, he got, he turned the right way. So that's wow. what she needs by wow. pushing. Mm-hmm. Now, I had heard uh, Miss Nina, who was on, who's a, uh, a midwife, was saying belly dancing was a form of giving birth to help, you know, making the baby. So are you doing those kind of movements or teaching those kind of things with them or moving You know what? I, you, I've heard that before. Now, I'm not a belly dancer, so <laughs> but I have, I have uh, <laughs> read some literature and I've actually heard that. Um, however, um, just advocating uh, stretching and moving, you know, keeping the mom active is very important, you know, um, 
But as far as, like, I can't speak on it, but I have heard that belly dancing, um, it works. Any type of, you know, yoga, um, any type of movement or, you know, anything that's going to keep the mom, you know, active. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I've heard, like, the older women stay active, you know, and they had easier, you know, deliveries, you know, like my grandmother's generation. Um, so, I, I advocate movement. Ask Alexis about it. I, I kept Alexis on her feet, and I kept her walking, you know. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And, and that made her delivery a lot easier. Versus so in hospitals, they just make you – so in hospitals, they just have people laying there and sitting there, and that could make it worse, correct, or no? Well, you don't, they you don't know, get you up and get you walking, do they? No, they. But well, they didn't have me walking. Well, it depends, you know. If they give, <laughs> if they give you, sometimes when they give you medications, they don't want you up walking. You know, you've been okay. given pain medication. Okay. So with Alexis, it was different because she hadn't she hadn't had any type of uh, pain medication or anything. So she was doing everything natural. And she was preparing to get into the um, the, the, t- the water birthing. You know, they were going to fill it up and, you know, she was going to labor, uh, well, get ready to have the baby in the in the water, in the pool, but it didn't work out that way. So, but that's okay. Wow. Everything went well. <laughs> yeah, everything went well. Wow. Wow. And how, how, Lisa, how much, how much, how many pounds was the baby and how long? And is it a boy or girl? Oh, you want to, I think Alexis may, I I think it was, eight, Alexis, was your baby 8 pounds and 2.3 ounces? Yes. 2.5 ounces, 8 pounds, 21 inches. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And that was a, a very, a very boy. beautiful baby. Yes, a little boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, a and boy. what is his name? What is his name, Mark? Jeremiah. Oh, I love that name, Jeremiah, right from the Bible. Okay, Jeremiah. Okay, that is beautiful. Now, yeah. you said you would definitely do it again, right, Alexa and Mark? I mean, it have to be Lynn Okay. She said it would well, have to be me. A- wow. <laughs> we're going to take another break yeah. here on the D Hour Network show. We'll be right back with Marcia Patterson and Linda and Alexis and Mark talking about a doula. All right, we'll be right back. Oh, and just like 
Our network. This is Marcia Patterson. Uh, for your health, we have talking tonight about doula and childbirth and the importance of having a doula to support you and your family during a time of childbirth. We have Linda Walton on. Linda, uh, real briefly, give the listening audience your information in case someone's out there listening and thinking about having a doula to assist them with their pregnancy. Give the listening audience, your information, your number. I know I have it out here on our uh, uh, Facebook on our Facebook page. I have it on yes. yesterday's Kitchen for the Best Facebook page, but we also have it on the D Hour Network uh, platform. In case you're listening, just give them the information, please. Yes, um, you can reach me online. I have uh, a website. Uh, my website is www theartoflabor.com phone number is 470-387-0045 you can reach me by email at lynnwall that's l-i-n-w-a-l underscore doula at theartoflabor.com and I also have a Facebook page the art of labor and Instagram the art of labor doula Now, okay, insurance. Does insurance cover doula? How, what the fees look like? Uh, how do people go about paying for doula? I mean, it's an expensive. Just want to know how um, do you know how that's done? Now, um, it is a professional service, 
and with the professional service, you know, there there are fees involved. Here in Atlanta, um, securing a doula could cost a couple anywhere from $400 up to $2,000. Um, however, you know, sometimes doulas um, do volunteer work or, you know, like some collectives, they may charge maybe like a flat rate fee of $100. So it varies um, just like, you know, I was saying when you're out shopping for your doula, so to speak, you know, you will get all of that, you know, once you have that consultation with your doula, um, those type things will, would be discussed. But there is a, a range here. Um, they say here in Atlanta the range is anywhere from six to $800 for, for a doula. But it's, it's worth it. Your health is, you know, having a healthy baby and just, you know, spending that money um, for a, a, that experience, it, it's you know it's actually priceless, you know. But there it, there are fees involved with um, having a doula. Now, what about insurance companies? Insurance, because the people in the hospital helping with the doctors. Because you mentioned uh, Marsha Ford. Marsha Ford is a, a midwife. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, she is, and a very good midwife. She, now, the doula, we don't do anything clinical or medical. So with that being said, we're we're more like a like a support. Now I, I like I put my hands on Alexis, but it's it's more in terms of, you know, a coach, you know, coaching her and, you know, but as far as anything medical or running tests or anything of that nature, we do not do. So if there's, you know, uh, you know, the liability part is very, very slim um, for for a doula. You know, the midwife is there to, you know, deliver the baby. The midwife the person who does that actual part. Sometimes people call me a midwife, but I'm a doula. I do not do anything clinical or medical with my clients. Would you, would you think you would want to be a midwife, Linda, at this point now? You know what? <laughs> I, it's it's come across my mind. I try to be honest with myself, and yeah, it, it's it's come across my mind. But right now, I'm enjoying being a doula. I'm really really loving what I'm doing. So, um, I just mm-hmm. want to get out here and educate moms. I just really want to get out here and educate dads. You know, dads sometimes they get lost in the shuffle. You know, with everything, but it's a very very important time for them also, and they also want to experience you know, the delivery and the birth and be there. So, you know, just that part is just like everything to me. So, you know, right now I feel like my, you know, my my lane right now is being the best doula I can be and just continuing to grow and continuing to, you know, like healthy mothers, healthy babies, and, and Donna taught me just being out there and being that facilitator for moms and babies. Wow, and that's great. Now, mm-hmm. how long does it take for one to become a doula? Is it a a, a two-year certification program, a one-year? Um, What's behind the education part of it? Now, it varies. Um, I'm under DONA, which is like the oldest accrediting body for doulas, and it's an international organization. They have a website online. You can go and find a lot of information about Donor International. Um, there are other organizations out there, um, but with my organization, we have a very intense 
um, training. Uh, we have a very intense uh, certification uh, that we have to follow. There are certain guidelines. We have, you know, publications we have to read. And, you know, it's just a lot involved, but it is so worth it. Um, I can only speak on what my experience is with Dona, other um, uh, organizations out there. Okay, okay. Now, mm -hmm. when would, if a woman is pregnant, when do a doula step in um, to assist this lady? Is it at the beginning or towards the end of the pregnancy, just before she's ready to go in for delivery? You know what? I'm such a hands-on person. I feel like, you know, the sooner the better. That's just my nature. Um, however, there are some doulas, say, for instance, if you're having your baby and you're using a collective, you may meet your, your, your doula that night, you know, or that day when you're delivering your baby. Um, some doulas, oh, okay. yeah, it, it, it varies because, uh, for instance, with uh, meeting with Alexis and Mark, we had at least maybe like three or four face-to-face -face meetings. Um, Alexis, how far along were you when we first met? I can't remember. I was um, about, what, seven months? Okay, so she mm -hmm. was seven months seven, because eight, I met her. Seven, eight yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, and you know, um, we did a lot of calls and texts you know, she had questions. Um, I'm educating her on things. She's educating me on things. You know, we're learning from each other. We're getting to know each other. So, um, for for me personally, I would I would love to. You know, when they're like I said, the sooner the better. You know, but a, a lot of doulas, you know, they do set parameters because they have a lot of uh, other clients or whatever, and they may say, well. I'll see you twice before you go in to have your baby, or like I said, with the collective that not you know when you get ready to deliver the doulas there. Um, but Alexis and I and Mark, we we formed a you know very good bond. That's just my personal style. I like to know, you know, know my client. Right now, with the doula and um, do you assist them with the nutritional guidance? Of of eating, what to eat. Oh, I can hear the oh. baby. Yes, of course. Um, nutrition is so important. Um, <laughs> yes, it's very yes, yes, of course. Um, nutrition is everything. You know, um, we want, I, I personally, I want my moms to eat right. I want my moms to be hydrated. That's so important. I, a lot of moms are dehydrated here in Georgia. You know, it's really hot, too. So, you know, um, that that could have a very, very um, lasting effect on her, on her, on her pregnancy, you know, um, that could lead to her going to the hospital and having a procedure done on her that she may not have wanted because simply because she's dehydrated. So, you know, nutrition, um, drinking their water, their stress, everything, the whole, the whole gamut of health um, is so important in pregnancy. And, you know, nutrition is very, very important. Mm -hmm. And that's why I did my, you know, with yesterday's kitchen for the day, one of my workshop class I do is called Labor of Love. And mm -hmm. that labor of love class is to educate moms on how important, even the dads, on the food you eat 
Um, right. Before you're pregnant, what you put in that mm-hmm. body before you're pregnant, while you're pregnant, mm-hmm. and after you're pregnant. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's a, um, I had Dr. Uh, Carter on talking a couple of months back about the sperm count of uh, especially African-American men and as, as well as other men, that the sperm count mm-hmm. is so far down compared to our grandfathers and great-grandfathers. And you have mm-hmm. fertility facilities springing up all over the places because people can't get pregnant. And a lot of that has to do with food we're eating and uh, the toxins that we're putting in our body that's having right. a profound effect on that. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's so important, you know, if we're going to have a baby, being it because we have genetically engineered food that was never, ever around when our grandparents right. and our great-grandparents was there, you know, when they were growing up. And my grandparents, um, my mom's side, he, my grandfather had 18 children, 18. Right. And mm-hmm. out of the 18, 15 of them lived, and she had one set of twins to die, and then the one single birth died. But, you know... And they were, I think she had them in the hospital, but the rest of them were born in homes. They were born in their Mm -hmm. homes. So, you know, I truly believe bringing back the knowledge of eating healthy foods that can generate healthy babies. Because, you know, one out of of every third child born, a little boy, mostly little boy, is autistic. You know, we have ADHD. Mm -hmm. We have bipolar and these babies are coming in here with colic and other issues. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it is crazy, you know. So I want to mm-hmm. be able to tell and share with the next generation what I'm learning, that people are becoming healthier, their babies are healthy, coming here smart, eating certain right. foods before you're pregnant and while you're pregnant. So And to see these babies right. being born, that instantly – it's calm and they, you know, um, they're bonding with their mom. It's just a beautiful thing. And we need to have more and more of that, especially in our community. And I just applaud you for uh, what you're doing. And um, Alexis and Mark, I thank you for sharing your story tonight. But I want to remind our listening audience, to all our For Your Health listening, listening audience, this program, this radio show advice, all the information presented here is for the purpose of information Education only. It should not be construed as offering medical advice or diagnosis or any treatment for any illness, injuries, condition, or preventing any health problems. The listening audience should consult with their listening, uh, their licensed physician or healthcare pre- practitioner for proper diagnosis or treatment. We're sharing with you our story, Alexis, Alexis and Mark's story and Linda's story on doing, being a doula and bringing this information so everyone can have this knowledge. Because as I said before, I wish I had had this knowledge when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And my daughter, she said she wished she had had it when she had my granddaughter 20 years ago and she was a preemie. And speaking of preemie, and actually I got a granddaughter in the hospital right now in Wisconsin. My middle child had another child. And, um, mm-hmm. She's not a little bit, she's on the fence with me with the natural and going this way, but then, you know, the doctors get in her ears and other people get in her ears and she just goes that, the whole, you know, okay, I think I'm going to do this, you know. And I think because fear is so, you know, you talk about your child and they give you the list of all the health reasons what can happen, it just mm-hmm. blows your mind, you know, and it, and it puts you in that fear. And sometimes you need that that little voice with reason 
Mm-hmm. Wait, let's let's first of all, I'd like to pray because that's the only thing that comes out of my mouth. Let's pray first, you know, and then yeah. let's seek the wisdom and guidance, you know, of other information and what's out there. And this is what I'm doing. I'm putting this information out there on the table so people can have this knowledge of the the importance of a doula and what she holds for them. Because when I looked at the statistics and the numbers, saying that someone's there, and I guess 50% drop in cesarean section, I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. And that is the money-making thing right now because when a baby is born through the cesarean, he's not getting any immune system. He has no immune system. It's only when it goes to the birth canal it gets the mom's immune system. And that's mm-hmm. why we want that's the mom to be healthy and the nutrition of having healthy food and things like that. Breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about breastfeeding. Um, yes. You're part of the breastfeeding teaching. So once she has the baby, are you still connected to the mom and teaching on breastfeeding? Yes. Um, I advocate breastfeeding. Um, it's the best thing for the baby. Um Alexis, Alexis and I did discuss, um, you know, she told me immediately that she was going to breastfeed her baby, which I was like, woohoo. So I didn't, you know, have to really, really, you know, I, like I said, it's all in what she wants. But breastfeeding, the studies are out there, you know, the, the grandmamas are out there to tell you that breastfeeding is the best thing for the baby. So with that being said, um, you know, her and the baby, you know, after she had her baby, um, the skin to skin and then him, you know, the breastfeeding piece is out, you know, it was really, really, it worked, so to speak. I'm I kind of getting a little tongue-tied. I'm sorry about that. Um, there, The hospital <laughs> did uh, have a lactation consultant there uh, on staff, but the, her baby was born at 12, 8. 12:15 a.m. So the the lactation consultant wasn't there, but the nurse was very very helpful. She had a really nice nurse who really came over also, and we worked with um, the baby getting latched on to the breast and breastfeeding. So um, you know, breastfeeding is so so important, and with the rose training and everything, and you know, here in Georgia, we're really really advocating uh, moms breastfeeding. And in Georgia right now, I think the rate is like 85% of the new moms, they do breastfeed. But when they come back, wow. like, yes, yes. So it's, it's, it's high. That's, that's really good. But when a lot of times, though, when they come back, maybe like a month later, it's dropped off, you know, quite a bit. So, <laughs> you know, you know, I don't know if it's the lifestyle, you know, having to go back to work or, you know, maybe having some issues with the breastfeeding and maybe getting discouraged or maybe the baby's, you know, bottle feeding and breastfeeding, you know. So I really don't know the dynamic yet. I'm, you know, I'm really, really studying that and, you know, really talking to moms about it because the longer the baby is on the, you know, breast milk, the better it is for the baby, you know. So, um, however, I do know that some moms, you know, have to go back to work or, you know, they just decide that they're not going to continue to breastfeed. I think Rose said that, like, by the time the baby's eight weeks old, the rate has dropped down significantly, maybe to maybe 60% or 30%. I'm sorry, I can't remember the exact figure because I get so many figures in my head, but 
you know, we want to keep mom, we want to keep the baby on the breast milk as long as possible, you know. So that's very, and what's very the important. Long, what's the longest age you say someone should breastfeed, or is that up to the mom? What age? What's the longest um, age you think someone breastfeed? I'm thinking when we did um, the training, um, they were saying maybe like 18 months, 12 months, 18 months in that range. However, some moms are breastfeeding two-year-old, three-year-olds, you know, um, so it, it varies. Um, in some countries, um, big kids breastfeed. So, you know, it's it's just, you know, in our culture, though, it's more common for a year to 18 months for the baby to breastfeed. And back in the biblical days, they would say wing the child, that most people would hold keep the child separate from society or different different people until it would wing the child. And what's the wing right. age? You, you, and here in the United States, you, uh, it's either 18 months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. That's fine. Yes. I'm sorry. But, you know, and I think breastfeeding is so important. And then, you know, the formula in the day is, 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 is garbage. And if the baby start having mucus or other problems and mm-hmm. uh, upper respiratory issues with the that milk because it's not healthy if they're doing the processed milk and things mm-hmm. like that. So the breastfeeding is so important, and I just want to encourage mm-hmm. them on doing yeah, that. Even, with if, their even if the yes, Miss Marsha, even if the baby gets like the colostrum, you know, when the mom. The first, at first, it's not necessarily the milk, but even if the baby gets the colostrum, that's important. You know, the antibodies, the, you know, yes. the, the colostrum has so many, you know, great things in it for the baby that's natural, you know, whereas if you supplement, you know, they're not going to get everything that they get with, you know, mom's breast milk. And then if you breastfeed the baby, you don't have to give the baby water, you don't, you know, Everything is there for the baby, you know. That's that's the breast milk, you know. And it and the breastfed babies, um, you know, they don't have as many, you know, ear infections or you know, issues that may arise with some of the, you know, when the baby is just totally bottle fed. And a lot of times with the bottle feeding, um, people overfeed the baby and see a lot, you know, with the breastfeeding, the baby is feeding is suckling, you know, and feeds until it's ready to, you know, stop or when it's ready again. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, people hold the bottles incorrectly and they're just giving the baby so much milk and the baby may only need four ounces and they're giving the baby, you know, double that. So, you know, they're they they're lots of things. All night. Exactly. You know, yes. so... Yeah, we advocate, you know, doulas, we do advocate breastfeeding, you know, but in a real, in a realistic world, we have to do what the the mom wants. You know, some moms tell me, they say, well, I'm going back to work or I'm going back to class. So I want to do both, you know, or I want to breastfeed the baby for maybe three months and then I'm going to, you know, give the baby the bottle. Uh, You know, I got a bottle that's shaped like my nipple and that's the the bottle I'm going to, you know, feed my baby because I have to go back to class, you know. So it, it varies. Right, and right. like I said, as a doula, we're here to support the mom and what, what her wish, wishes are for her and her baby. Wow. That is, I, mm-hmm. I you know, I just applaud you guys. 
Now, Alexa and Mark, are uh, you have you just continued to let the baby feed off the breast, or do you pump and put it in the bottle? And how is the baby doing? How is Jeremiah doing with the bottle? I mean, the breast. Are they still there? Um, yeah, he's doing well with the breast. Um, we had not introduced him to the bottle, and yeah, and we yeah. tried, but he's not. Um, <laughs> he's not taking it. <laughs> He ain't want that. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right. He sound like a smart. He sound like a smart. But there's a lot of sweetheart. milk, so I'm 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 storing them. Okay, so you are freezing your milk. <laughs> yeah, I am because um I had started pumping because there was a lot of milk <laughs> coming in. Wow. So have you donated some of your milk? You know, because they they do they have hospitals where they take donations for the the milk for the other babies in hospitals that are. Yeah, I did read somewhere that um I can do that, but I have not um really looked. Into it. Okay. Oh, I. He sounds precious. Sounds very precious. All right, we're going to take another break. You're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Thaddison, and you are with um, Linda Holton and Miss Alexa and Mr. Mark. We're celebrating their baby and being working with doulas. All right, we'll be right back on the D-Hour Network. Thank you. Um, stop. Loving you so I was too blind to see You letting me go Now that you set me free
All right. Welcome back. You're on the D Hour Network. This is Marcia Patterson. And tonight I have Linda Holton on and I have Mark and Alexis. And she's talking about a doula. And that responsibility of a doula is to help care for the mother. A doula is the caregiver of the mother for the support during the pregnancy. And we just want to thank uh, Linda for being on the air with us. I've learned something. And like I said, I wish I had this information years ago. But our mission here with For Your Health Show is to bring information to give you, empower you to make better decisions for yourself and your life, for your family and your children. And it's, I truly know from the heart, from my heart, that kids are a very special gift from us, from God. And we need to be more um, knowledgeable about how we can have healthy babies and make our kids much more healthier. Linda, give us your information one more time about how people can reach you if they're interested in, in having a doula to assist them during their pregnancy. Yes, um, they can reach me at my um, website at www.theartoflabor.com. They can call me at 470-387-0045. My email is Wall underscore doula at theartoflabor.com. I have a Facebook page, The Art of Labor, and an Instagram page, The Art of Labor Doula. Okay, Mark and Alexa, I want to thank you for being on. Well, what do you want to leave our listening audience with as parents, new parents, and congratulations for Jeremiah, but as new mm-hmm. parents, um, it may help them to make some decision about picking a doula. What's the question? I'm sorry, what did you say? I what would you what would you like to leave our listening audience as an encouragement for them to um think about having a doula or why they should have a doula? And I know you guys have been blessed with that beautiful baby Jeremiah, but I just want you to just kinda of share with us what you want to leave our listening audience about having a doula. Having a doula is is it will be very important if you don't have family support or if not everybody that you would like to be there is not there uh, doula can fill in that role or if you just want support um, either which way even if you want support for your family your husband for your job um, a doula is great for all of that okay oh, listen to that voice yes that is beautiful <laughs> All right, Linda, what do you want to leave the listening audience with in, in way of encouraging them to um, have a doula in their lives for their family? Oh, yes. Well, I would definitely um, like to say, you know, do your research. Um, knowledge is power. Uh, go online. Talk to your health care provider. Um, you know, just really um, – Look around for for a doula interview. I would even say if you uh, find more than one doula, or if you find two or three, do do an interview session. Um, figure out the fit for for you. Um, like I said, every doula is not a fit for every couple, and vice versa. So find your fit and make sure you have a doula, um, just like you have your your midwife or your OB doctor, or your nurses, 
have a doula when you um, get ready to deliver your baby. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Um, I found a really nice um, doula, our alphabet of intention. And I wanted to share that if, if, you know, if you would allow me to do that, I wanted to share. Yes, this is our alphabet of intention. Um, this is what we use to focus our mind on our work. As I attend this birth, may I be A, assertive, but never assuming, B, bold, but never bossy, C, confident, but never condescending, D, dependable, never disorganized, E, easy, but effective. May my actions be F, frank, but never flippant, G, genuine and never governing, H, helpful and never a hindrance, I, informative, but never insensitive, J, joyful and never judgmental. May I be perceived as K, knowledgeable, but never a know-it-all, L, level-headed and never lame, M, motivational and never manipulative, N, nurturing and never negative, O, objective but never offensive. May I be P, passionate and never passive, Q, quick to listen, R, respectful of others, S, slow to talk but never thoughtless, you, unique, but never unreal, and always virtuous and never vindictive. May my words be wise and never worthless. May I have excitement about each new family, a Y, yielding to each new mom, and a renewed Z, zest for each time I attend a birth. Wow. That's beautiful. That's Thank beautiful. you. Does the parents get one of those copies of that or no? <laughs> they, If they would like one, they sure can get one. But that is what I read to stay focused um, before each birth. Wow, that is beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. I am so Thank glad you. to have you guys on tonight with me. Um, I appreciate Mark and Thank Alyssa you. sharing your story. And um Linda, you know, uh, I met you uh, at that Rose uh, breastfeeding class, and I know you and I are going to stay connected, and we're going to do some great yeah. things because I I attended that meeting because my goal was to bring these women in with my labor of love um, home party, where mm-hmm. I want to be able to do home. I want to change how baby showers are done because baby showers, you know, we play the games and things like that, but we we got to stop playing the games and educate these moms at baby showers on healthy food to eat, introducing mm-hmm. them to a doula and midwife and show them the benefit of that and bring products that's going to make the babies healthy because you got so many of these products with the, that have the BBP, the, the, the plastic mm-hmm. that's not healthy. And that's one factor mm-hmm. they're looking at is causing low sperm count and even deformity of some of these little male um penises on these little boys um mm-hmm. so it's called the there's a documentary out there called the disappearing males 
and mm-hmm. that we got to go back and learn how to go back to doing the things the natural way. We are so bombarded with toxins and uh, chemicals in our chemicals, homes and our yeah. clothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, all that's affecting the the next generation. So um, mm-hmm. with the labor of love class, I, I, I made an appeal to you young ladies and several of them are interested, so that's a good thing. But I just mm-hmm. want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show because we're going to get it. People are waking up. They, they don't want their yeah. kids sick. They don't want to be sick. And um, mm-hmm. when I started this journey 11 years ago, probably nobody was listening. Today I had a... I did a grain party showing people how to mill fresh wheat into flour, making homemade bread, and everybody was mm-hmm. engaged. They enjoyed it, and uh, now people are saying, okay, we got to do this. And not only that, mm-hmm. I truly believe, like I said before, that I truly believe that our economy may slow down or whatever, but we need to be able to teach the next generation how to take care of themselves and their babies. Exactly. And first, mm-hmm. mom has to be healthy, and the adula. And the midwife is there to make sure we bring forth this beautiful life and bring it forth health. Yes. I just thank you, ladies, for being on the show. Thank you. So much. Thank you for having yes. me. Yes, yes. So we're going to take another break because we only got 27 minutes left for the show, and we're just going to touch base on a few more things, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to plug one more time, girls, so we can get people calling you and checking out. Who oh, yeah. It seems like this year. Wait a minute. Is this the year for babies? Because it seems like everywhere I'm going, I'm seeing someone <laughs> pregnant. Is this have right. been, I'm a baby It's boy. a baby boom. I'm definitely yes. a baby boom. I'm a baby boom. But I think there's an explosion of people having babies. Because every time I'm turning around yes. in the store or whatever, I'm seeing mm-hmm. an infant or I'm seeing someone pregnant. So, right. Um, and I've noticed a lot of baby boys have been born here lately. So. Yes. I've noticed yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we'll be back on the D Hour Network with Linda mm-hmm. and Marsha. Thank you. How am I doing, honey? <laughs>
wonder, superstitious. You're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Patterson for your health. I just want to take time to say, Linda, thank you so much for being on this show. Um, you uh-huh. have been a blessing, and I'm glad we, we've made this connection because, you know, this is not the end, girl. We're going to have to do something else yeah. because, you know, my vision for yesterday's kitchen for the day and um, my health program is to be able to have uh, an event that we have on-hand classes and teaching moms how to um, use cloth diapers. Do you guys kind of go in the natural way with the cloth diapers or just with the um, – because my goal is to have these home parties or have these events mm-hmm. where we're looking at things how it was done yesterday making mm-hmm. them diapers, uh, showing them how to use that instead of spending their money all the time on these um, disposable ones and use the disposable mm-hmm. one only when they're traveling or they're visiting with families and friends. Mm-hmm. And I I have a recipe, you know, that I got from the Weston Price people um, on how to make your own baby formula for those mm-hmm. who um, don't want to breastfeed anymore, that you can feed your babies healthy foods um, mm-hmm. and make the formula and save you thousands of dollars because that formula, they lock that formula up in different places in the store depending on what area you live in. They got oh, wow. formulas on locks and keys, girl. Have you seen that in the stores where the no, formula is locked up where you can't even get a hold to it because people oh, are wow. stealing baby formula. And right. it's showing it's parents that okay, you can make Say it again. I said probably because it's so expensive and they can't afford um, formula for their baby. Correct. And that stuff is very mm-hmm. expensive. And, you know, and so mm-hmm. showing parents how to make their baby formula and not introducing food too early. And that's one thing we want to educate parents too because the baby teeth indicate what they need. They got the milk teeth. And, you know, sometimes parents within one or two months is trying to give their baby um rice cereal, oatmeal cereal mm-hmm. to make them sleep longer, and no. And their molders in the back determine if they're ready for grain so they can break that down and get the phytic acid and other stuff to break up mm-hmm. that stuff. And so the teeth is an indication of when the baby's ready for various foods. So just educating the families to say, let's take care of our babies because that gut affects their brain and their academic mm-hmm. skills develop early. So... We just want to have yeah. healthy, smart, calm babies. Now, exactly. one thing I want to ask you now, is there any talk? I know you guys, the the doula people get together, the midwives get together. What about complications, birth? Because usually the regular physician is there. Have you guys mm-hmm. had any complications, birth? Or usually those are pretty going pretty smooth with people who do midwives and um, a doula. Um, well, you know, that varies. Um, however, like I said, as a doula, we don't do anything um, clinical or um, health care, you know, in, in the sense of medical. So if there's anything that arises or any, you know, complications, uh, of course, we, we consult the, the care provider, you know, or if, yeah. if a mom has a question that's not in my realm of care, I would uh, refer her to her provider. But, you know, unfortunately, there are situations where mom's uh, birth plan may not, you know, work out the way 
it's been planned. So if, if a situation like that happens, uh, of course I would be a support for the mom, for the mom and dad. But the um, you know, the doctor or the the OB doctor or the midwife, you know, handle those type situations. Um, you know, if if a mom has a C emergency C section, I mean, there's situations where a doula can be there the mom in that setting but in some settings uh, we're not allowed in the room with the mom you know during gotcha. the um c-section however afterwards you know um a doula can be there for support for the mom after you know the, the procedure so you know now there it varies <laughs> okay now, when mm-hmm. the, the mere fact that the mom had these babies natural without any um, epidural and all this other medicine, mm-hmm. those are moms that pretty much that says, I don't want all these vaccinations and shots on my baby, correct? Pretty much. Usually. Well, you know, that varies also. So my role as a doula is to educate parents and let them know, you know, um, here in Georgia, uh, it's state law with the, you know, with the shots, with the hep B and the vitamin K and the eye ointment. So as a as a doula, it's my role to, you know, inform uh, the parents about, you know, the, the injections and talk to them. Some parents want all the shots. Some parents may want one of the shots. Some parents may just want the eye ointment or, some, you know, or some people don't want any the eye ointment or the shot. So my role as the doula is to just inform them and educate them. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, what they want, what the mom wants. So so in Georgia, yeah. the parents can decline on the injection shot. What is the injection shot for? With the infant? Um, well, the hep, hepatitis B shot, of course, is for, you know, the hep vac- vaccination. And then the vitamin K shot is, they say it's for the clotting factor. And then the eye okay. ointment, you know, just for, um, the just in case they get an eye, infe- you know, eye infection or whatever, and they put the eye ointment on their eyes. So, you know, some and, parents want it and some don't. So it varies. And you know what I've, what I've learned from studying the Bible is that the vitamin K to stop the clotting because they do centurion for little boys, right? And that well, the Bible, did they, they give the KK for the girls too? That's an injection for the girls too? Uh-huh. Yes. Um. Now the the uh, circumcision, you know, of course, some parents, you know, want the circumcision for the little baby boys and some don't. So that's another okay. thing. We, you know, we talk about that, you know, in the birth, you know, the birth plan. Um, like I said, there's a, there's a lot involved in having a healthy baby and delivering your baby and, and being informed of all of these things that go on. You know, there are um, some moms who want to keep the the you know keep the um afterbirth they you know there's a lot the afterbirth. Of, yes uh huh so you know yeah. there are doulas out here that you know they come in and they they um it's called encap encap encapsulation. 
So there are dudes yeah. that are trained to do that. So there are a lot of things, um, a lot of um, different things out there for moms and dads. So as a doula, it's just what I do. I educate people on their choices. You know, it's it's all about educating and choices and then people making mm-hmm. that informed choice. And once you've done that, you've done your job. And I didn't realize saving the um, the afterbirth, and I was watching some of those midwives and some of the people, they put uh, special herbs, and and some people do not cut the umbilical cord. They let the umbilical cord stay on the baby for um, – uh, what's that word that they call that after when they don't cut it right away? Um, I forgot the name of it. Well, they'll they'll There's let a, the um yeah they'll let the cord pulsate and you know keep pulsate, the baby attached. Yeah. Yes, and then some moms you know even uh, keep the baby attached longer than that. So it it there are lots of um things out. Excuse me, a lot of things out here for parents, for moms, and for dads. Um, or, you know, partners, however you want to call it. <laughs> but there are lots of things out there. And just, like I said, having a doula on your team and having those resources and that education and those connections with other, you know, doulas and healthcare professionals. Um, I don't do encapsulation. Encapsul- oh, I'm sorry, I can't talk. Encapsulation, however, I can mm-hmm. connect you to a, a, a doula that does, you know, so... It's just, for me, you know, I've always been like a free thinker, open-minded type person. So for me to just have my um, moms be educated and and be knowledgeable and informed and make the decision that they want for themselves is key. You know, I'm a happy doula if I'm doing that. And, you know, I love the fact of the uh, delay clamping or delay cutting Mm -hmm. or delay clamping. And letting mm-hmm. it pulsate because that's all stem cells that belong to right. the baby. Because hospitals, I don't know, they may be using. I'm pretty sure they're using them stem cells because stem cells uh, mm-hmm. experiment is very big right now. And I mm-hmm. know people. You can take your uh, placenta and put it in a national bank for other people to mm-hmm. use for free. Yep. And then there's people who bank their placenta privately and pay for it to be put away. And I read mm-hmm. a story about a lady who did that, and that was in the early when they early stage when people start doing this, and she ended up having to use that for her child for some mm-hmm. medical reason, which helped in the long run. So, yes. you know, I, I think that's great to be able to have that baby connected to that umbilical cord to get all that stem cell, all that natural mm-hmm. stuff flowing to that child because it belongs to that child. Dr. Right. Sabi was right. saying in um, one study that was uh, one of the videos I was listening to that he talked about leaving it on until the, it, it dropped off on its own. It would drop off on its own. I think third or fourth day, it would just dry up and drop off on its own. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mm-hmm. even know that. So, you yep. know, that was amazing. That was amazing mm-hmm. to me. I didn't even know that did that, you know. Oh, right. oh I wish I did. You know, <laughs> and it just amazed me how we we not getting the information and knowing what this is when we're having a baby. We got this routine that the system wants us to know, mm-hmm. and 
that's it. They put us in this box of knowledge, and we we have to get out that box and explore and and, right. and ask questions and, and and try different things. And I think that's going to be mm-hmm. good for us as a people, economically too, and mentally and emotionally. I think, and it brings a closer mm-hmm. bond to you and the baby. So, mm-hmm. I yeah. thank you guys. I thank you, thank, thank you, thank you. you. <laughs> no, it was a pleasure, and um. Let me bring Mark. Mark and Alexis, you guys have a blessed week, and I want to thank you for being on with me, okay? No problem. You're welcome. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Linda, mm-hmm. uh, yes. you and I will touch bases maybe next week again, and we can put some stuff together. Yes. Uh, I know you mm-hmm. got some classes or something you said, um, um, a breastfeeding group you're going to be starting. Love to connect with you on that. So we yes, stay connected and making sure we get this mm-hmm. information out to many as people we can, okay? Yes, healthy moms, healthy babies. That's, you know, that's what it's all about. And my breastfeeding class, I'm, I'm working on that. Um, I'll have a location and time. I'll get that information out on my page, on my Facebook page, on my Instagram. Um, and, you know, it's open to to – I would love to have uh, prenatal moms. Um, if there are moms out there that are breastfeeding and they want to, you know, come by and share and, and bring the baby and, you know, we just need that uh, bonding and that support. And, you know, a lot of moms, you'd be surprised after they have their babies, you know, they don't have that support system. And that's important, too, for their overall health and nurturing of their baby. So um, I'm starting my breastfeeding group, you know, um, haven't thought of a name yet. Maybe once we get the group going, kind of get a feel of how it goes, and we'll maybe get together and name the group. And who knows, I may give a prize to the person that, that, that names the group. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just really wanting to get out there and, 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 and have healthy moms and healthy babies. That's the key. Now, are you having young moms in their teens being a part of this group or no? How do people find yes. out about the breastfeeding groups? Um, well, right now um, I'm going to design a flyer in the next um, few days. So I'm going to do a nice flyer. I'm going to um, put some flyers out. I'm going to, like I said, get on social media, um, word of mouth, uh, you know, just get on my page, my web page. But yes, teen moms are definitely welcome to anything that I have. I have a special place in my heart for teen moms. So, and those young ladies really need the support. And I really try to connect with my teen moms. Sometimes I have a difficult time getting them into the um, uh, initial consultations and things. And I really, really want to be there for them. Um, so I would love to have teen moms at anything I have. You know, I, I'm a very, like I said, I'm, I'm an open-minded person, and I don't, you know, look down on anybody. You know, if you're a teen mom, right. you, more than likely you really need the support and the education, yeah. you know. So yeah. my thing is, like I said, I, I've connected with teen moms on um, several occasions, and sometimes like they kind of, you know, we'll set up an appointment and sometimes, you know, they may not be able to make it or whatever, for whatever reason, you know, and I'm just like, oh, I really wanted to get to that teen mom. So I'm thinking, I'm trying to kind of rethink how 
um, I connect with them and maybe I have to dig a little deeper to reach out to them and, you know, go to them or something. I just haven't figured it out yet, but I do. I tell you what, maybe I sit down and talk. Yeah, we need to sit down yeah. and talk because I got some ideas on how we can reach them. I just have some ideas. Yes. So, yes. And we can That's reach them important. together because I think it's important. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got a couple minutes left. I got a couple minutes left on the show, but I want to thank you mm-hmm. again. I do do what do appreciate you doing this for me, and I I just love mm-hmm. what you're doing. And um, we yeah. will have the information. Um, your information is also on the website. She gave you information. Yeah. She's on my Facebook page, so please yeah. check her out if you guys are interested in the doula. You're with the DIY yeah. Network. This is Marcia Thaddison. I just want to thank you guys for being on board with us. All right, we're going to take another break, and we'll be right back. Thank you.